0: of the above. This is Trevor, one of the pastors at the Church of Greer Station. Uh, This week is a little bit of a special episode. We are doing a re-release of a podcast that I recorded at the very beginning of COVID-19. I remember recording it very late at night. Goodness, in the early days when everything was breaking with COVID-19. We're re-releasing it because I listened to it again recently and thought, goodness gracious, there are some insights that need to be internalized by believers. It's a, uh, I, I, I was reading through Screwtape letters at that time and some insights that I think Screwtape had about our situation, I thought were really relevant and I think they are even more relevant now. Even though things have changed, even though things have grown more complex, uh, I think the truth remains, uh, sort of the, the, the emphasis that I, that I put forward there from Screwtape, I think it is as, as relevant as ever. Uh, listen to it again, let me know what you think, hope it's encouraging. Welcome to this special episode of The Weekly. My name is Trevor. I'm one of the pastors at the Church of Greer Station. It's good to be with you. Uh, looking forward to sharing a little bit with you. Um, uh, recently, w- with our pastoral residents, we read through the screw tape letters. And as I was reflecting on everything related to the coronavirus, um, I couldn't help but think of letter five. From the Screw Tape Letters. Now, if you're not familiar with Screwtape Letters, it's written by C.S. Lewis, one of my favorite authors, and it was written during the time of World War II, um, and so it's, uh, World War II is um, it's addressed a couple of times throughout the book, and it's in it. Uh, World War II is actually kind of all throughout his writings. If you remember the Chronicles of Narnia, uh, the story begins with the children taking refuge. Um, with a uh, with a relative uh, in a in a rural setting during during the time of the war. Um, so World War II cast a bit of a shadow over Lewis's work and Screwtape Letters is no exception. Uh, and if you're not familiar again with Screwtape, uh it, it's it, it's kind of a it's a unique book in that it's written from the perspective of a senior demon writing to a junior demon that he's kind of discipling. And uh, the, the each of the letters is a letter from Screwtape to Wormwood. Uh, where he's just providing some insight on how to tempt and uh, I guess sort of trip up his human patient, and so Lewis uses this as a, as a bit of a, a way to expose the um, uh, the the uh, tactics of the enemy and a way to uh, kind of brilliantly speak to some human tendencies. And what what I wanted to do was read a selection from uh, the fifth letter. Um, forgive my forgive my voice and my nose, by the way. I'm stopped up with allergies, so. If it sounds like my nose is stopped up, it is because it is, and I'm going to try and uh, keep my sniffles to a minimum. But I want to I read a bit um, from Letter Five, provide a little bit of commentary, and then hopefully um, provide a little bit, little bit of a um, uh, application for our situation. Because you know, World War II and COVID-19, you know, you know I'm, th- it's not a one-for-one, one, but I do think that there's there's some wisdom to be gleaned from what he is saying about this kind of society-wide uh n- negative um tragic event and so i think there's some lessons we can draw so this is from Screwtape letters letter five screw tape says to the junior demon wormwood you say you are delirious with joy because the european humans have started at another of their wars i see very well what has happened to you you are not delirious you are only drunk do not allow, he, he goes on and says, do not allow any temporary excitement to distract you from the real business of undermining faith and preventing the formation of virtues. Give me without fail in your next account, uh, in your next letter rather, a full account of the patient's reactions to the war so that we can consider whether you are likely to do more good by making him an extreme patriot or an ardent pacifist. There are all sorts of possibilities. In the meantime, I must warn you not to hope too much from a war. Now, the first thing we can say to that is that we kind of see what Lewis's thought about how to uh, about what to what to think of things like war and a pandemic from the demon's perspective. He says a war can only do so much for us. You know, you would think that a, a war would make demons delirious with joy, and uh, he says that's that's the, the immature demon's reaction is to, to see is to be delirious with joy over a war or a pandemic. He says don't hope too much from war. He continues, of course, a war is entertaining. The immediate fear and the suffering of humans is a legitimate and pleasing refreshment for our myriads of toiling workers. He says, of course, we enjoy it. Of course, the demons are going to enjoy the suffering that war and a pandemic would bring about, but it's limited. It's not necessarily in our favor. He continues. But what permanent good does war or a pandemic do unless we make use of it for bringing souls to our father below? To Satan, that is. When I see the temporal suffering of humans who finally escape us, I feel as if I had been allowed to taste the first course of a rich banquet and then denied the rest. It is worse than not to have tasted it at all. The enemy, true to his barbarous methods of warfare, that's God, true to his barbarous methods of warfare, allows us to see the short misery of his favorites, only to tantalize and torment us. To mock the incessant hunger which, during the present phase of the great conflict, his blockade is admittedly imposing. Let us therefore think rather how to use than how to enjoy this European war. He says, uh, an immature demon would think, yeah, a war, a pandemic, it'd be great. It'd be great to see all the suffering. This is good, right? No, Screwtape says, it's only an occasion. Can we make use of this to, to tempt humans to despair? Can we exploit things like a war and a pandemic to bring them to hell? Or will war or a pandemic be good for them, making them virtuous? Let us therefore think rather how to use than how to enjoy the European war. For it has certain tendencies inherent in it, which are in themselves by no means in our favor. We may hope for a good deal of cruelty and unchastity, but if we are not careful, we shall see thousands turning in this tribulation to the enemy. While tens of thousands who do not go so far as that will nevertheless have their attention diverted from themselves to values and causes which which they believe to be higher than the self. He continues... Men are killed in places where they knew they might be killed and to which they go, if they are at all of the enemy's party prepared. How much better for us if all humans died in costly nursing homes amid doctors who lie, nurses who lie, friends who lie as we have trained them, promising life to the dying, encouraging the belief that sickness excuses every indulgence, and even, if our workers know their job, withholding all suggestion of a priest lest it should betray to the sick man his true condition. And how disastrous for us is the continual remembrance of death which war enforces. One of our best weapons, contented worldliness, is rendered useless. In wartime, not even a human can believe that he is going to live forever. So an immature demon takes delight in things like COVID-19. He sees all of the misery and suffering and the backbiting and the politicizing and he takes delight in all of that misery. But a mature demon sees that this is an occasion that God might use, and he sees that there's three very dangerous uh, potentials for demons. The first dangerous potential is that humans could repent and believe in mass. Folks could, as a result of this pandemic and these tragedies, folks could repent and believe the gospel. The second danger that he sees is that even if folks don't repent and believe in the gospel, it might result in making people more virtuous, people becoming more selfless, Make moves towards the good. Be more conscientious of their neighbors. That would also be uh, d- damaging to the work that demons have been have been uh, working to do. The third danger is that contented worldliness would be rendered useless. He says, one of our best weapons, contented worldliness, is rendered useless in things like wartime and pandemics. Contented worldliness is that kind of day in and day out uh, it, everything's fine sort of existence. Um, it's that it's that kind of life that has no room for dealing with our souls before a ho- holy God, and it is constantly too busy to really consider that we are going to die. That way of life, Screwtape says, is, is forced to dry up in times like these, and that is bad news for a demon. So here's a here's big takeaway for us, I think what Lewis would have for us to see. Things like World War II and a pandemic like COVID-19, is simply this. It is an occasion. Now, over the next few weeks and maybe even months, life is going to look very, very different for us. Uh, We'll be stuck in our homes. Many of us will be stuck in our homes. Our church won't be gathering. Our church is recommended, along with our governor and organizations like the CDC and the president himself, to embrace social distancing. These are very, very strange times, Um, and by all indications, it's very, very serious. Um, I'm obviously no expert, but it seems like maintaining our distance is really the best mode of operation right now. Uh, This time is going to test and reveal a lot to us. It's going to test and reveal to us the true life of our church beyond Sunday worship gathering. Uh, A question that we've, we've really wanted to kind of hold out to our church is this. What will this time away from one another expose about our Christian life as a church? Um, will our community and our connections as a church community be able to withstand this physical distance? When the pulpit, the band, the stage, when the gathering is removed, what remains of our faith? Is it going to expose a spiritual poverty that we didn't realize that, that we had? Will we be present to care for one another? And will we, as Aaron taught last Sunday, will we embrace our freedom as sons and daughters to figure out how to serve and love one another? That We're looking at all sorts of small and large maybe even long-term changes. Um, Times like these are, are, I mean, this is a, a bit of a historical moment for us. And so the question for us is this, what will we make of this occasion? As individuals, as a church, how will we respond to this? What will we make of this occasion? Will we allow this to make us into people of faith and virtue, people who hope in God, who love in God? Or will it result in us being people of bitterness and resentment and anxiety and fear? What will, it, what will it expose of us? And how will we respond? What sort of people are we? What do we believe about God? What do we hope in? Are we prepared to die? Of course, I'm not saying that this is imminent, that uh, you know, we're, we're staring down the barrel of imminent death or anything like that. But times like these make us reckon with these kind of questions. Am I prepared to die? What kind of person am I really We were reminded in times like these that any sense of being far off or far off from or well beyond the times of the Bible and the times of Christians long ago, that sense of progress that we made, it's, it's a bit of a myth because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we are all vulnerable to suffering. We are all vulnerable to pestilence and disease. As Rich Mullen sings, we are not as strong as we think we are. We are reminded of our mortality, the reality that we will all die. And so this is an opportunity. It is an occasion for us. How will we respond to COVID-19? I'd encourage us to consider changing and and reassessing just a couple of things. Let us reassess our habits. Our habits, if if you think about your habits, your habits are the things that make up your minutes, which make up your days, which make up your years, which make up your life. What course are your habits setting you on? as they stand now. And could this be God's grace to give you space to reset those habits? Could we read more? Could we read more stuff of substance, stuff of goodness, stuff that's going to make us virtuous, good, whole people? Could we watch less stuff, be that news or the office, Netflix, whatever, sports, whatever it might be. Let's reassess our habits. Let's, Let's reassess who we are becoming in light of the things that we devote ourselves to routinely. I'd also say let's let's reassess the pace uh, the the pace of our life the pace at which we live. Are we living at a at a pace that um, uh, is inconsistent with our own uh, finiteness? Are, are we are we uh, do we live from a place of thinking that I'm going to live forever and that I don't need to take care of myself? Like the, the Lord gave us a Sabbath for a reason. He wants us to slow down. We, we need to slow down and consider ourselves before the Lord. We need to we need to rest. We need to live at a pace that is healthy and good and doesn't crowd out margin for others and for life with God. Let us reassess our own selfishness. Are there some ways that we can become more selfless, more others-centered? If that's, Maybe it's the others in our home. maybe we, Maybe this time at home with our children confronts us with the reality that we are really selfish and that we do not like our kids. And if that's the case, the kids are not the problem. Let us reassess our selfishness. Let us also become more God-centered. Let us learn to pray and be still before the Lord. Let us lay our hearts bare before God. Let us open our hearts and, and open His Word and allow God to speak to us. May God use COVID-19 to kill contented worldliness in us, to give us new life, to make our church and our families stronger, to undo the work of demons. And by God's grace, may we look back at it, spring of 2020 and say, this was a crossroads where God graciously brought us to our knees and changed us. He broke us to remake us. This is only an occasion. Uh, This is only an occasion for us. It's an opportunity for us to learn, to become new, to allow God to work in us. And and I would encourage us to really take seriously uh, this opportunity and really think honestly and seriously about what this could be for us as a church. Thanks for listening. Be safe. Stay away from one another but uh, physically, but stay close to one another digitally. Uh, by God's grace, he's given us the means to do that. And I uh, look forward to hearing uh, uh, from each of you and, and seeing what the Lord does for this season. God bless.